Oh wow, it's snowing again. <laughs> I think I'm gonna use my umbrella for this walk. So let me unfold it here and open it. Even though it's not as much snow as this morning, these walks usually take me an hour or so. Uh, let me close the front door here of the rectory and then we're good to go. Ah. This morning, it was I, when I was uh, waking, waking up, it's literally is a process <laughs> because I'm sitting in front of the window like a cat near the, the heating and uh, the radiator. And then I'm, uh, I'm drinking my coffee, look, looking out of the window. And it was traditional classic snow that you see in movies. It was beautiful, there was no wind, everything gets quiet. So right now I'm walking towards the woods and there's the, the road with the cars and since of course they, uh, they uh, kept the roads ice free, you hear the sound of the cars. But this morning it was very quiet. I think a lot of people also left later uh, from home, so it was super quiet, and you had this beautiful contrast with the white snow against the 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 dark blue gloomy sky and then I was sitting there with my warm cup of coffee, and it was perfect it was perfect so it 'll probably keep snowing for the next couple of days and I'm not complaining. I love this kind of weather. It's, it beats rain any, any time. But I know from experience that if I don't take my umbrella with me, I, I will get wet. <laughs> and I'm glad that I actually just came back from uh, a bike ride to the nearby town of Wageningen. And I didn't have any snow. And that was a good thing because... Usually the bike lanes are kept snow-free as well, but if it if you leave in the middle of a of a well not a snowstorm but how do you say that like like snow snow in snowy weather it it can get slippery very quickly. I had to pick up my um, my second pair of special soles that have been 3D sculpted using a scan of my feet and. Uh, this is to uh, prevent me from getting foot injuries while running and walking. And uh, the first pair of soles has been extremely helpful. And so I ordered a second pair so I can keep them in my running shoes and I don't have to switch them around all the time, which gets very annoying, especially if you uh, tend to go out for um, some exercise, either walking or running every day. So. I'm not wearing any of these soles right now. I put on my big walking boots that years ago brought me all the way to Santiago and beyond. Because these are very good if you want to walk around in uh, wintry conditions. They have a lot of grip, which is what you want. The last thing I, I would like is to, uh, to slip and fall and break something. Hey, I want to share a lot of stuff with you and I'm very excited about everything that happened since the last time we spoke, which was last week or 
If you have never listened to an episode of The Walk before, it may be the first time we speak, or maybe it's been a while. But uh, it looks as if 2024 is starting in an incredible way with lots of new opportunities and things I am very excited about, and I would love to share all that with you. And that's what I'm going to do as soon as I cross this road here. And we're almost, uh, we're almost at the entrance of the woods. There's just this one truck passing by with some noise. So, where do I begin? First of all, uh, you know that I've been uh, working d- diligently on uh, expanding the type of work that I do in the media, and one of this new one of these new projects is. Um, uh, me helping other people and organizations and parishes and maybe dioceses in the future. Um, and if the Vatican needs some help, they can call me too. <laughs> but I want to help organizations and people to get better at communicating. This is my, um, my expertise, not just based on the 20 years or so that I've been working, or I should say 25 years um, that I've been working in social media but also because I studied social communications in Rome at the Gregorian University. And, of course, the world of communications has changed a lot, but the the basic principles still remain the same. And so uh, I love that I finally have the focus that I was looking for for a long time to bring a number of things together that I just didn't know where to put in the past. You may have gotten to know me through uh, my podcast years and years and years ago, or you may have crossed my path because you saw a Star Wars video or maybe even something on on TikTok. Or maybe it was because you were looking for um, information about the Lord of the Rings and you found a my Lord of the Rings podcast or Harry Potter, something like that. Um, But I started a long time ago with none of that. I started with um, a series of audio, audio tours of the Vatican and of the city of Rome. And um, for me, it was a way to bring people along with me on an audio adventure. They could close their eyes and imagine that they were there. And I still loved and still love that that type of storytelling where um, it's very similar to what I do with the walk. I bring you along um, and I describe what I see. In this case, still snow falling, although on my left, the sky seems to clear up and there is there are blue skies there. But here ahead of me is the entrance to the woods and uh, the snow is still... Uh, uh, quite intense. So you, you right now have a picture, even though I gave you just a few uh, details. Um, and and that helps you to situate this story. And, uh, and then afterwards, I started to evolve in doing more like geek-related stuff. And that became my specialty, to build bridges between one world and another. In my case, between the world of faith and history and the tradition and the day-to-day life of me and my fellow geeks. And 
that is that is my my great my biggest love to do that kind of uh, programming. But I still um, often was thinking back of the days that I could just do a whole series about the Vatican or about you know the 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 papal election and or the conclave and uh, or or visit an old church uh, during my vacation and and bring people along stuff that would appeal to maybe a portion of my geeky audience but certainly not everyone just as for my geek related content that might not be too appealing to the let's say the catholic part um, of my audience that has gotten me to know has gotten to know me through my uh, Vatican podcasts, and so because I for uh, I've been making Catholic television programs for about fifteen years or sixteen years, um, that was still for me a great way as uh, an outlet to uh, make programs about that more the Catholic world, and. Uh, Ever since I lost that job, I've been looking for a way to bring that part over to what I do online. And I just couldn't figure out how, because it felt like if I would insert these very, you know, outspoken Catholic um, videos or podcasts into the feeds of my more geeky stuff, um, it would splinter the whole thing it would it would be incomprehensible it would lose its focus and i might even lose followers because of that and so the alternative was to cater to two audiences but that's something that i decided against knowing very well that that is <clears throat> too much of a uh that brings too much attention to my work and it is uh, uh focus is is the key to everything I I do well, and if I lose that focus and I try to cater to two totally different audiences with different goals and purposes, then uh, and that's not going to work. I'm just going to get overworked. And so I did, however, create another goal and another target, or was aiming for another target audience in this plan of setting up a... Uh, Catholic, you know, social media coaching business. But it was much closer to what I've done throughout my life as a priest in the media than this idea that I had to just create Catholic programming to help Catholic people with their Catholic faith. (laughs) In this case, it was much more. On the one hand, I've got my primary mission, and that is to build these bridges um, and to connect with an an, an audience that is not necessarily um, a, a religious audience and to help them in their walk of faith and their walk through life. And then on the other hand, I want to start teaching the art of how you do that because that's, I think, where I have something to bring to the table. I am not at all um, hoping to um, become like... a like a, a, another Father Mike or something like that, or uh, another Catholic Answers guy who is just explaining the faith, etc. No, I think that my strength lies in helping people to do what I've done for as long as I'm a priest. And that is to... This goes uphill with the snow. <laughs> it's, it's 
tougher, it's a tougher climb. Let's put it that way. So, um, my uh, experience and knowledge of how to use the media in order to get the message out. That is what I want to focus on. And then, in order to connect with that that Catholic environment that needs help or may actually not be even aware of the fact that they need help, but that's part of my job is to help them discover um, why what they're currently doing is not working and wh- how they can turn that around. Uh, I realize that I still have to build up a following. I have to build up a rep- reputation. I cannot just assume that people know this Father Roderick from the Netherlands. If you are not a geek <laughs> and you're not browsing TikTok and, uh, and YouTube, and even if you are, you may have never heard of me. And so uh, since um, coaching is so much about a relationship of trust... Um, which I think is the, is the foundation for any um, effective and successful uh, uh, training and education. I need to um, establish my trustworthiness to a certain extent. And this is how, um, in, the, in the past two weeks, um, it all of a sudden became clear what... what, what uh, how to bring all this together in one cohesive strategy when it comes to my work in the media. And the way we did this is um, uh, when Inge came over last week, we strategized um, on the, the journey that we want to help people with. And it's uh, the story that we often use for our mission is the story of the disciples of Emmaus. Uh, so the, the disciples of Jesus, who, uh, after he died, are walking away from Jerusalem, where all that bad stuff happened, and Jesus joins them, unbeknownst to them, at least they don't recognize him, and he walks with them and listens to them and explains what the events to them in a bigger perspective. That, to us, was a very similar approach as uh, our approach in the media, where we walk with people, and we, we listen, we try to help um, and we put things in a bigger perspective even in my geeky stuff that's what I do so I join the anime fans I walk with them I I watch what they're watching but at the same time I answer questions I I um, highlight things that they may not have noticed and I put them in uh, these stories in a bigger picture of ultimately the story of our lives the story of our history the story of our existence and so um, the idea of a journey that you go with your followers um, feels very natural to social media. Oh my God, it's so beautiful. Did I say just, oh my God. I'm, I've learned that I am not supposed to say that as a Catholic priest. I should say, oh my gosh. Um, but it so, <laughs> comes to me so, so natural because I don't mean any, anything bad with saying, oh my God, because... It's, uh, I'm, I'm thankful that God created this beautiful nature around me. So here we go. Oh my God, it is so beautiful. This is an open space in the woods and uh, you've got some pine trees. The rest is just completely white and you can see the, the paths that people walk on with their dogs. And then uh, you've got the, the bushes and the, the greenery. A lot of it is not green right now. 
It's so beautiful. And that the skies are getting blue and it has stopped snowing so I can close my umbrella again. That's a good thing because this is a little bit awkward to walk around with this umbrella while talking. So let me just close this one and I can use it as a cane almost. All right, let me hold on to this like this. Um, I love the sound of the, of the snow under my shoes here. To... <laughs> Always love that sound. And it feels really nice. Um, it's almost as if I'm walking on like a, a cushion. Very comfortable. So that journey is... Um, that is the, 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 the one thing that I do. But I walk with different types of people. I walk with the geeks. I walk with my parishioners on Sunday. And I walk with those organizations or people that need some help and need some guidance when it comes to their own storytelling. And we um, wrote down everything we do right now, very practically. You know, So what do I do? I, I write blog posts every day. I write um, uh, scripts for videos, I record videos, I record podcasts, I do live streams. Um, we have the walk, we have the break, etc., <clears throat> etc. Et and we use post-its for that in various colors. And then we created two, basically two tracks along the, those that symbolize the journey that we walk with the people that follow us. So on the first, we put them all on the table in a, a long row of, of multicolored post-its. And the first one is uh, when I walk with geeks, this is the journey. The journey starts with first encounters. For instance, um, these short stories that I write um, about movies or TV shows um, and that I post on my Patreon site as well as the short-form videos on YouTube and on TikTok. Now, what you want is that people consolidate this relationship and that there is trust growing between me and my followers and that you do that through long-form. So this is where the live streams come in. This is, where, this is one of the reasons that I decided to, um, to try as much as I can to, to always do a live stream for geeks at the same time on the same day. And for now, that's Wednesday at 6 uh, Central European time. That is a very, very good time to go live because I can have the entirety of North America that can, in uh, theory, join me for that. So the concept there is you, you have these longer moment, points of contact where people can ask me questions and they can f- follow me along. The podcasts are also part of that long-form relationship where you can be subscribed to The Walk and literally walk with me for an hour every week or half an hour if you listen to the public feed and learn something. and Also get to know... Um, Father Roderick from the, you know, like some, like one of you, someone who's also uh, walking through life and stumbling into things and doing things wrong and doing things right, learning from that, asking questions about faith, and hopefully also growing a little bit in faith. So, let me turn to the right here. Oh, there are 
dogs. Oh, there's a white fluffy dog. And he is, or he or she is so happy. He's literally like jumping up and down through the snow, taking bites of the snow. And he's full speed ahead now coming in my direction. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> he's looking behind himself. See if I want to play. <laughs> and so... Um, the, and then what you want is ultimately based on that longer relationship where trust can grow that you can then get people to commit to uh, joining a community because that's the ultimately the, the best guarantee that the journey becomes a journey together with others. If it's just me, it's very shallow and I can only help based on what I have learned, but I don't know everything. And there is so much, I think, so much... Uh, how do you say that? How, so much treasure, so much value in being part of a community, to belong somewhere. And I've noticed time and again in what people comment on my programs, especially on uh, channels like YouTube and TikTok, how much a lot of people are looking for that, are f trying to find a place where they can be themselves, where um, they are respected as they are, where they can learn, where they can be curious without immediately be judged. And, and also, I think a lot of them are, are also looking for to reconnect with their faith. You know, they may not say that out loud, but I've heard it so many times that people tell me I... I uh, have been estranged uh, from the church for many years and there are always good reasons for that. Nobody just walks away from their faith um, just because. And, and, but they still miss it. It is still, despite maybe the things that led to them uh, walking away from their original parish or community or whatever... Um, there were also a lot of things that they did appreciate and that they do miss. And, uh, and sometimes they tell me how, how much they appreciate that they found it back <laughs> because they came across me and, and the community. Um, and so it always makes me super happy and, um, and I believe in that. I, I, I truly think that one of the reasons that Jesus sent his apostles out in the world was so that they could form communities that they could build up the church otherwise why would he have told Peter you are the rock and I'm going to build my church on you uh, if the mission hadn't been to make it bigger than just these random encounters that Jesus had during his life what he ultimately wanted and knew that we needed is, is communities it's a place where we can share our life and our faith. And so that's the destination in that journey. When I walk with people that might need my guidance or my help in reaching out through social media to tell their story, it's a slightly different uh, itinerary, but it has the same beats in the sense that there is the first encounter. And in, in many ways, that is exactly the same as my first encounter with um, 
with the geeks. And it is the, the for me, it's, a, it's going to be interesting um, to, to try to find ways to tell a story that makes them perk up their ears um, and that they can relate to. So just as I speak the language of geeks when I try to walk with, the, with those people, I want to talk the language and tell the stories that these potential clients, these parishes, dioceses, priests, uh, whoever, that they can understand, that they can relate to, that I voice maybe the struggles that they deal with. And so for me, the best way to do that is through storytelling. So it is, in a certain way, marketing. Um, but it, is, has to, it has to be in, um, in stories that they can relate to. And this is where I can go back to what I've done since I started podcasting, since I started to work in television. And that is to tell these, these stories about um, my faith, my church, that throughout history has been a community of storytellers. Everything in faith starts with a good story, with things that you can learn from that story. And so what I uh, want to do is to create, um, in addition to the mailing list that I have, uh, thanks to Patreon, where I can send, uh, when I write an article about, I don't know, the deeper meaning of uh, uh, the next Star Wars movie, (laughs) and then people get an email if I post that story, I want to create another um, mailing list where I can write stories, uh, for instance, about my recent um, uh, trip to the Vatican. Oh, wait, I cannot go there, even though I'm wearing boots. That there is almost a lake of, of ice and mud on the right, so I'm just going to walk around it here on the left. Um, so I want to tell stories that, um, and I have hundreds of those stories. A lot of them I tell every week when I, when I preach in church, I tell a story like that. Uh, for Christmas Mass, I told the story about my, uh, my trip to Rome and, and turned that into a Christmas message. And um, I don't have to really work hard to come up with good stories. Plus, as an additional advantage, I have, thanks to my traveling over the past 25 years, I have so many photos of those moments, of those stories that I describe. So it's relatively easy to create stories that uh, are both in contents and visually interesting, especially if you send them through a mailing list. And then, so that's the first contact. And what I want to do is... Uh, to establish um, confidence or to project myself as someone that they can trust because I'm a priest. So if you are running a big parish and you need some help, you can, of course, find many organizations and companies that will uh, be able to teach you. Whoa, oh boy, I think there's ice under my feet and it's cracking. Oh boy, <laughs> oh no, there may be water here underneath. Can I go back? Oh my goodness. All right, that was 
I have to react very quickly because I don't trust that at all. If, if you hear ice cracking, then it means there's water underneath. And I don't know how deep it is. <laughs> Some of these pools here in the woods can be, can be pretty uh, um, filled <laughs> with, with water and mud. Anyway, <clears throat> where, where shall I go? I might continue a little bit more in this direction. We're going uphill, so the chances that we come across uh, pools of water are diminishing because a lot of the water will go downhill. So the, the uh, this is also what I've been working on. So I've been building this website, um, or well, I'm in the middle of it, uh, using Kajabi. And um, that is uh, such a daunting thing to do because... Uh, how do you present yourself? <laughs> so I'm using a photo. At first I made a website and it was a bit Doctor Who themed. I had a photo where I was opening the door of a, um, a TARDIS um, during a fantasy festival. And I created like a, a, an opening text that played with the themes of, you know, your message is bigger than you thought than you think. So it's like the bigger on the inside thing. But then I, after a day, I looked back and I was like, this is too nerdy. This is not going to be recognizable for people that don't know Doctor Who. Um, hold on, let me stop my watch here for a second. Uh, yes, all right. That tells me that I need to start wrapping up. And so um, I created a second version of that website where I talk, it's a photo of me on St. Peter's Square. And I chose that one because I know that that, for my for my potential clients is much more relatable and it it also combines a lot of unspoken things you know you've got this priest but he's also in the vatican so yeah, for a lot of people that that gives it a little bit extra extra weight i hope and then i um, started to think more about okay so once i have that first contact what's going to be the longer term relationship that is on the one hand it's a, a that email newsletter and it's also, um, I want to write a short book about my methods. Um, so it's not going to be the story of my life. I told that story, at least for part of it, in the first Geek Priest book. But I know that I need to write at least an introduction to my methods. And also, you know, in the form of stories, of uh, personal stories, um, that make it more... Um, that also show my potential you know, future clients that I'm not just talking theory. This is what I've been doing for 20 years. So I ended up writing an outline for a book that I actually intend to write this week. And this is even more ambitious than my previous plan, which was to take an, an entire month to write this book. But um, I've noticed that now that I know what exactly I want to write, the writing process is accelerating tremendously and I think I can finish this by the end of the week. So what is this book about? It is, um, I use, there I use deliberately um, my connections with the, the world of geeks and, and fans, but I'm connecting it mostly with Star Wars because I know that for at least a North American European audience, that is something that most people are familiar with. They may not know everything, but everybody knows Darth Vader and Luke Skywalker and C-3PO. So I'm using quotes and like very iconic Star Wars sayings. And then I tell a story from one of my adventures in, 
on in what and and the adventures themselves for instance i have a story about my first encounter with ewan mcgregor and it's all about what you can do in five seconds and this is because if you um when i was in in the u.s um Rob Cabasco um, booked a, a photo op with Ewan McGregor. And we knew in advance that that whole photo opportunity was only going to be five, ten seconds max because they have hundreds of fans to process. And uh, so you get to see Ian McGregor, someone who I admire as an actor, but I admire even more the role that he plays in Star Wars for literally just a few seconds but in those five seconds a lot happens and it has to do with his attitude with his smile with uh the 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 gestures that he made and then afterwards those five seconds that you spend together with this famous actor who embodies obi-wan kenobi um that becomes the experience of a lifetime for for a star wars fan like me and this is a story that i'm going to tell to explain the impact that even a very, very small presence on social media can make. If you learn from events like that and how uh, your attitude, your smile, your <laughs> being part of a bigger story, because that's of course what makes Ewan McGregor so interesting to Star Wars fans, is not just because he's a good actor, but it's because he is, he is Obi-Wan Kenobi and we relate to that story. So that one little story can yield an entire chapter and I can write it in one go. I've actually, I've been writing this this afternoon. And so I have 10 stories that I have written down. Some of them are from my early times as a Star Wars priest. So it tells the story of um, one of these things. Is I tell the story of how uh, I got on a phone call with Rick McCallum, who was the producer of Star Wars. And... Um, uh, Lucasfilm had summoned me and uh, my fellow Star Wars internet fans for a crisis call. <laughs> and so he was phoning in from, I guess it was probably in L.A. or San Francisco. I'm not sure. It was probably at Skywalker Ranch. And they were panicked because as fans, we were posting so much about The Phantom Menace, which was in production at the time. And he was afraid that it would hurt the franchise. And so we had this long call with him where he tried at first to shut us down, to basically threaten us <laughs> if we would continue to post spoilers and rumors, etc., that, that, um, that Lucasfilm would intervene. Um, <laughs> and then in the conversation, he started to discover that actually we were not at all, it wasn't at all our intention to hurt the brand or to hurt Star Wars. On the contrary, we were there to light up the fandom and to share our enthusiasm so that more people would go and watch that movie. And it was a very interesting call. And later on, Lucasfilm completely changed around their or, or turned around their uh, relationship with fans. They hired someone of the ForceNet to help them to work with the fans instead of against them. And I use that story to explain how <clears throat> this quote from Leia, where she's talking with Tarkin, Grand Moff Tarkin, 
and he says that you know fear will keep the, all these uh, planetary systems in line and then Leia tells him the more you tighten your grip the more of these planets and, and, and people will slip through your fingers um, to illustrate something that I see a lot when it comes to uh, religious communication in social media and that is fear fear bishops are so afraid to get online and to have a, to communicate in both ways in both directions because they lose control they think that they need to control every single part of the conversation and if not it's going to damage it's very much like what Rick McCallum initially thought of our of us the fans he thought that we were a threat we were disrupting what he had in mind as you know, the corporate commercial communication around that new movie. And it is only in working with us as Star Wars fans that, that Lucasfilm started to grasp the power of joining the fans. And this is what I, I think is extremely important when it comes to helping church communities, dioceses to communicate. It's don't be afraid to just be yourself in the media. Don't try to control. The more you tighten your grip on the media, and worse even, and this happens also a lot, where people of the church regard media as the enemy. Uh, journalists are a threat, and you have to avoid them or, and, or manipulate them as much as you can. All that will ultimately make you lose control uh, make you lose I I um, impact and you lose the trust of the people that you, you want to reach. And so, anyway, that's just two examples of stories and I have ten of those that I'm currently writing. And my um, aim is, once I have that book ready, it's just going to be version one. Um, I'll, I'll be able to improve it, maybe even make it longer over time. I'm going to put that up on the website and then ask people if you are interested um, in getting to know my method a little bit more. Here is a, like a very short introduction, 10 stories of my work among the geeks. Um, explained in a way that is um, accessible even to non-Star Wars fans and the takeaways are universal. Uh, if you want to join my mailing list, you can, you can download that book for free. So that's what I hope to do to populate my mailing list. I do this deliberately to show that my work as a media coach is not separate from my work as a pastor of the geeks, a shepherd of the geeks. It is the same, uh, it's part of the same mission. And the third uh, goal, like the final goal, where do I want to lead people through this process of getting to know me and uh, trusting me over time, is that they enter into a relationship with me, which is a coaching relationship. That is the goal. So it's similar to um, where I want to lead my geeky followers as you bring them into a community, into a, a relationship. I aim to do the same with my coaching clients. And one of the things that I know I will have to do, and it's just because I'm one person and I only have a very limited amount of time that I can invest in my coaching, um, I want to invite people to join a community and to be part of a group. This is a very effective way, I think, of 
offering coaching is bring people into a group of like-minded people that are trying to do the same and, uh, and join forces and learn from one another as well as learning from me. So that is in a nutshell the journey that I um, worked out with Inge uh, last week and I've been working really hard uh, this past week to start writing that book, um, building the website, and I give myself as much time as I need to get things in place before I launch. Um, and I know uh, that I have a lot of steps still to take. There is, uh, um, yeah, this is going to just take a lot of preparation to do this well. But one thing, and then I'm going to wrap things up here, uh, that I've already done is I gave my first coaching course last week and it went so well. It was um, an organization that invited me uh, on last Thursday to come over to their office and to work with four people uh, inside that organization and to analyze their social media efforts up until this moment and to work with them to improve that. And I, if I had any doubts about my capacity as a coach, they are now completely dissipated because I experienced that I, can, I do this very well. It was an extremely fruitful, um, it was just like half a morning, half an afternoon. It's about half a day of coaching. Um, and uh, working with people, um, answering their questions, but also bringing a lot to the table. My goal there was not to give them, like, this is what you do, like, plan, step, follow these steps and you'll be successful, but to help them change their mindset, to help them realize what power there is in improving their social communications and show them some of the options without prescribing them what to do. And then my hope is that if I uh, do a follow-up call, um, they have used the, you know, they, they use their time and resources to rethink their strategy. And if they need any help in the subsequent weeks or months, I'm there for them. And so this, uh, this was just a very good uh, encouragement for me <laughs> that I needed to know that this is actually something that fits me really well and it's actually also giving me a lot of energy. It's so much fun to do that and to work with people that are eager to discover. And, and they got excited. I was excited. Um, yeah, for a first coaching assignment, it couldn't have been better. And this is just the beginning. So anyway, I will continue um, my walk with my Patreon supporters. Uh, if you want to get um, the full-length premium version of the walk, uh, take a look at patreon.com slash fatherroderick and uh, join the $5 tier. You help my work, uh, you help me reach out, and uh, as a thank you, I share with you my most intimate secrets when it comes to my life as a priest in the media. <laughs> but thank you so much for the privilege of your time, and we'll, uh, we'll get in touch next week. Take care now.